This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. This is Patty Scalzo, and I welcome you as we continue my husband's series on heavenly authority. The current sermon is on the New Testament access behind the veil into the Holy of Holies, into heaven itself. And when we left off, Pastor was discussing the danger of the church going back under some pseudo-Levitical system when the original was meant to be a shadow of the reality we now have in Jesus. Here now is Pastor Greg. And what happens many times with time and organization and institutions in Christianity is that there is this tendency as human nature takes over to try to go back under some form of the old, to put the layers back, to put the ceremonies back, which were true given by God back then for us today as symbols of Christ, but to forget the reality, the truth of Jesus, and go back to the shadow, the symbol which God never meant for us to do, to again put the layers back up, put the priests back in, put the clergy and the laity, and move the people further and further away as though they can come boldly into the throne of grace without these men, these layers, this hierarchy, these rituals, this shadow of the old coming back again but now misapplied all the wrong way because God did give it to Israel for a purpose, but God never meant the church to go back and try to play Leviticus when we have the reality in Jesus Christ. But if you think about it, the older the churches are, many times that's exactly what they do. Remember God's heart's desire, his position, never-changing positional will that was first expressed at Sinai. If we go back to Exodus chapter 19, he's going to come, his presence, they call the Shekinah glory, that illuminated cloud coming down upon Mount Sinai with lightning, peals of thunder, the mighty roar, the, the presence of God manifested through these physical symbols on the mountain. And God's going to make this revelation to the Israelite children and then speak forth the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, that they will hear it. And in preparation for that, he tells Moses in chapter 19, verse 6, his positional will, his heart's desire. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So what is God's heart's desire for the people? That they all would be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. And he tells Moses to go in verse 10 and have the people consecrate themselves today and tomorrow 
On the third day, he reveals himself to them. They have to consecrate themselves. And you have this dialogue between the Lord and Moses going back and forth, and it, sometimes it seems like Moses is confused because he's told to have the people consecrate themselves. And then he tells him, place these boundaries at the foot of the mountain. Nobody can go near that, the foot of the mountain. If they go near, they're going to die. Again, there's a what? A barrier, like the veil. There's a barrier because we're sinful. We can't go to the mountain of God. If we go and touch that mountain, surely we will die. And he says in verse 13, Not a hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot with an arrow who touches the mountain. Whether man or beast, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, this is the shofar, this is the horn of the sacrifice, this is the horn of the jubilee to announce freedom. When the horn of sacrifice, the ram's horn, the shofar, sounds long, they shall come near the mountain. There is a point when they can start to approach. The trump of mercy sounds, and they can start to approach. But they have to be what? Consecrated. Moses, in this whole thing, just kind of walks up and down the mountain, right? He can walk into the cloud. Does anything happen to him? No, because he's consecrated. But God is setting up a symbol here, you know, and it's like the song we sing, it was grace that taught our hearts to fear, right? You better put a boundary around there because you better be afraid your God is a consuming fire. And if you just think, well, everyone gets to heaven, don't they? You better think again. Our God is a consuming fire. He's holy. We can't approach. There's a barrier. Grace taught our hearts to fear. The grace of God saying, don't come touch that mountain. And then you have the trumpet, the trumpet of mercy. And grace, my fear, is relieved. When we understand the sacrifice, when we consecrate ourselves, when we purify ourselves and understand only by God's mercy can we approach, God is looking to make a nation, a kingdom of Moseses. He wants a kingdom of priests. And there can then be access, not by our works, but by his grace and love and mercy. But you have to understand first, there's a barrier. You have to first understand why there's a veil to appreciate that beautiful section in Matthew that when Jesus dies, the veil is open. But the people were not like Moses. They would not consecrate themselves. They could not and would not approach the mountain that burned with fire and lightning and flashes. They knew it. They knew something was wrong, and they didn't want to change, and they knew, hey, we go there, we're going to be in trouble. So they tell Moses in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 19, Then they said to Moses, You speak with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. Also in Deuteronomy chapter 5, Moses reviews this in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Moses said in verse 4, The Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire, and you what? You did not go up the mountain. You did not go up the mountain when the trumpet sounded, right? You did not go up the mountain. Down in verse 23. 
So it was when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire, that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And you said, Surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more. Then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? You, Moses. Well, Moses lives, right? You go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say and tell us all that the Lord our God says to you and we will hear and do it. And of course, they did it, right? Now, every time Moses told them something, they grumbled against Moses. Then the Lord heard the voice of the words, when you spoke to me, Moses says in review, and the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all they have spoken. But why are they right? Because in the state that they're in, if they come forward, they will die. There is a hard-heartedness implied for mankind before the new covenant in the old. God's heart's desire, his positional will is that all be like Moses, that all have the spirit, that all can come up the mountain. Later on, you'll have uh, a hierarchy with, uh, he allows Aaron and his sons and some of the nobles, the elders, to come a little bit up the mountain, and they have like a communion feast. And then Moses and Joshua go up further, and Joshua stays just under the cloud, and then Moses goes in. And you have this layering of leadership, and the people are way back, way back beyond the boundaries. You have this organizational hierarchy. But God's heart's desire is what? That they would be a nation of priests, a kingdom of priests. And he blew the trumpet, but the people were not consecrated. They knew it. A lot of times sinners know it. They're too afraid to get close to Jesus Christ because they know if they don't want to change, you know, I could get in trouble doing this religious thing. They know their hearts are not right. When there's hard-heartedness, when there's not a desire to consecrate, to change, then God deals with that under the old by establishing the Levitical priesthood, by establishing this layering, this separation, this conditional will of God for the priesthood, for the Levites, because God is a consuming fire of holiness. His heart's desire is that everyone come to him and be free in him. Because of the hardness of the heart, you have the Levitical division and you have the hierarchies that you read about in Exodus chapter 24, verses 9 to 15. But under the new, we have one mediator. We have one high priest. We're supposed to be going from the old to the new. There should be a difference. It's no longer the shadow. Now it's the perfect. It's no longer the law. Now it's the spirit. It's no longer the sinner. Now we're to be made the saints by the life of Messiah Jesus. 
Now we're to be a kingdom of priests. There's a change. The old way is supposed to go away, and the new life of Jesus Christ means there's also a change in the authority system because there should not be any longer the hardness of the heart. That was meant for the hardness of the heart. Now we're softened where God takes and writes his laws on our minds and on our hearts as we yield ourselves to him. Uh, Lord willing, next week we'll look at what the New Testament says about this priesthood of all believers, not just a few. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. Father, we pray that you would give us great understanding into how you have established your church and the role, Father, for each person that has called upon the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you have a wonderful plan for each. It's not a plan to stay down the mountain, to stay behind the, the boundaries, Father, to stay behind the veil. Lord, you have given us access into your throne, and you have a plan for each and every person, for they shall all know you, from the least to the greatest. In Jesus' name. You can find more Bible study programs on the Shi'ar Jeshub website at www.shi'arjeshub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll also find commentaries written by Pastor Greg. Service times and directions are also on the site. Please join us next time. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.